T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. I'm what you wanted. It's in your eyes. I'm picture perfect. I'm always right. I'm only vapor. It's only lies. We can be forest fires. We we have Sue's News coming up here in just a couple of minutes. I do want to mention we have a roundtable that is set for tomorrow, 3 o'clock. Jane will be here. State Senator Nick Schroer, former State Senator Jeff Smith. Jeff's going to join us in just a little bit, and I, I will tell you that I was surprised. I got a call from Louis Reed, the former president of the Board of Aldermen in St. Louis, who is going, and at this point, I think he's probably reported to the federal institution in Arkansas for a nearly four-year sentence, and I've known Louis for a long time. I hadn't spoken with him, and he uh, he gave me a call back today. So I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more about that. Wow. Wow, one of your last Jeff calls. Joins us. Yeah. One of his last calls was to you. Well, Mark had called him, and he hadn't heard back. That's I nice. wonder if he was feeling like he should touch base. Well, that's what he, he basically said, yeah. that because I I had I texted a couple of times. He had answered a text, and then I, I called twice, but I also understood that he probably wouldn't well, yeah. want to talk about anything. Yep. But um, I think he was basically saying his goodbyes, his temporary goodbyes, as he mm-hmm. went to uh, prison. Jeffrey Boyd and John Collins Muhammad also ensnared in that whole Can you imagine how terrifying that must be? Listen, when I, I say, understand by the way, I just want to clear, I said ridiculous. When I say ridiculous, their behavior ridiculous, yes. not the investigation. Go yes. ahead, Sue. I'm sorry. You imagine how terrifying that would be. And I, 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 I understand they did it and they need to serve time. I'm not arguing that, but that would just be terrifying. Kevin Colleen yeah. uh, sat down with Lewis earlier this week. And Fred, did you see the pictures that Kevin brought back? Yeah. He, he looked rather gaunt. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, oh. I think the stress is is definitely taking yeah. its toll. And look, there are consequences, and he's going to have a long time to think about these things. Speaking of consequences, I just thought this was a, a unique story, and you don't hear these types of stories very often. Um, there is a company out there. I, I like... <laughs> I guess I should say, you know, they have these specialty olive oils out there. Do you use those? Uh, I, I do. love them. Okay, yeah, I, I do too. Currently, have one that's uh, olive oil pesto that we yes. get in Chicago, right. and it's so good. When we right. would go to Door County, Wisconsin, there was a great place up there, and I think for a while they had a place that was similar to Plaza Frontenac. Maybe it's still there. Oh, we still have it. Okay, all it's right. on Ledoux and One Seventy. I can't think of the name of it. But there's this um, startup company called Graza, which has turned squeezable bottles of extra virgin olive oil into you know real popular items in the kitchen, and they. They had a rough holiday season, and Andrew Bennon, who's only 30 years old, he's their CEO, wrote an email um, 
that he didn't even bother proofreading, he says, or showing a draft to anyone. And he sent it to 35,544 people. No, it was good. Oh, okay. He contacted everyone who had ordered Graz's olive oils in the previous 60 days to ask for a second chance. And most of those customers weren't even affected. But what happened was, and he said, look, the, um, the subject line was learning from our mistakes. It explained in candid detail what went wrong with a bunch of uh, orders, took accountability, offered a discount on the future orders. The way it was described in the Wall Street Journal today is it was a raw, transparent, about certainty, and messy with typos and misspellings. It was also oddly entertaining and strangely charming. So the guy gets all kinds of responses from people that like his honesty. Like one person says, thank you for your honesty. I wish more businesses did the same. I won't be using the discount, but I will be reordering. So I guess it went a long well, way. that's good. You could probably do that in a smaller company. I don't know if the um, – did the CEO of Southwest write a letter like that or just do the no, public he apology? he did the public apology. Yeah. Fred, are you not an olive oil man? You know, I don't think I found the right one yet. I'm not ruling out. I've used it. I've had it. It's but the, I've yet to be wowed by it. Interesting. This is, this you should is, go. Uh, by the way, I looked it up. It's extra virgin and olive ovation if you want to go there on Ledoux Road. And you can try different ones. You can test them. It's delicious. So this thing took off so much that what what happened, and this was the difficulty over the holidays, it was you know starting to build in popularity and the orders came in faster than expected. Um, they were featured in a bunch of gift guides. So, you know, oh, the pros and cons of growth, right? You have to be able to huge. handle that growth. And I guess it was a bit of a, a disaster, but he's apologized. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, he may, he goes to, the story says that he, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to squeeze something in here. He um, basically spends all his time in Spain because that's where they farm, pick, press and yeah. bottle the olive oil. Hey, on the topic of Spain. Oh, no, boy. look, on a serious note, this is fascinating to me. I told Abby about this. So I've been talking about the Spain trip since last June we kicked it off, right? Oh, We're wow. going to uh, Barcelona in Madrid. I called Mike Kenny in June, defineddestinations.com and said, Mike, I think I'm ready to go back to Spain in you know spring of next year. I was there in 1983. So look, so you know, I've been talking about this thing for six or seven months, right? We don't I know it. Those of right. us who aren't going are going. Is he talking about that Spain trip? But we, we had we had a group of people that were signed and had been signed up for a while. Yeah. But in the last two weeks, we've including this week, I think I've had six people sign up just this week. I mentioned Good. it on Monday. We got two people to sign up. Thank you. I mentioned it. Tuesday, I got two people. And then Mike, right before the show today, he says, hey, we got two more. So I don't know if it's just because people are through the holidays. God bless you. Thank you. If you are interested, defineddestinations.com. We're closing it out here in a couple of days, well, um, but you I, still have time. I have a theory. First of all, it's a great trip. I mean, you cannot miss with Barcelona. It's awesome. But the other one is, yeah, I look at January and I think, what am I traveling this year? I got to get on it now. I really think the new year had something to do I with do it. I do, too, because you do get toward the end of the year, you feel overwhelmed. And yes. you're not, maybe you're not even sure financial situation. Yes. So you get to January and then you realize, if I'm going to take a vacation, I have to have plans. I have to book right. things. Right. Get them in a done. So anyway. That's um, going to be fun for you. It is going to be a great trip. And we're, uh, we're getting to the point now where <laughs> it's so funny because we weren't maxed out and now we might be maxed out. It's still a very very small group, manageable. So we're going to be all together. It's great. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, Sue, do you get people asking you, are you going with Mark? Uh-huh. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, she might be. She might be. You want to know why? Oh, that's right. Why? I'm just yeah. going to go out. You know, again, I've gotten to the point where I don't even care. Hopefully my wife's not listening right now. Uh, Mike says today, now we're three months away. It's the end of April. And he texts me today and says, hey, can you send me a copy of your passport, right? So, um, and Becky's passport. So I get my passport and then I get her passport. Oh, it's expired. 
Oh, and no. we're three months away. But mm-hmm. what had happened was, see, I don't know if you remember this, Fred, and I'm not sure I shared this on the air. In 2021, we went to Mexico. You know, we do the annual trips. Oh, well, she would need it for that, right? But wait a second here. Oh. Okay. So this was in March of 2021. And we get into Cabo's airport. We get our baggage. And she says something as we're walking through customs <laughs> about, well, it, it, you know, we were through customs. We we're getting through the final say, well, I'm glad that worked out. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'll tell you later. The passport she had was about to expire. Oh, oh okay. But, but, but here's why it was important. There was the potential for Southwest Airlines to say, look, you can't go to Mexico because if you stay there too long, your passport's going to be, oh, be I see So let's say we were oh. going you on You can't a, cut it close. Yes. I didn't realize that. she got in, and then she finally, I'm like, wait a second. You, and she had scrambled to try to get to Chicago and do an expedited, but she messed this up. Okay, so that was nearly two <laughs> years ago, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> so I go today, I'm just assuming that the passport is, is up to date. It is not up to date. Okay, so well. now <laughs> Sue's going with me. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. Should this really be said on air? I looked it up. No, Fred, it should not be said on air. No, it should not. I looked it up, and uh, I think you could get one. I said renewing passport six to nine weeks. But you know what I didn't put in there was, because someone I know is not updated either. And that's why we couldn't go to the Canadian side. Let's just put it this way. and I have a lot in common. Let's just say that. (laughs) So... But it, but I don't know. So in other words, you can renew it in six to nine weeks. But I don't know if there's a different set of timetables for if it's expired and yeah. then you have to renew. That's it. a very good question. And to add a little confusion to that, and this is what we're looking into. Uh, first and foremost, Mike sure said Mike said we're going to have enough it. time, but you should probably spend the hundred, two hundred extra yeah. to expedite, right? Yes. But there is also, and they may have added this in the aftermath of the pandemic. There is an online option, but my guess would be the online option is not available if it's already expired. I'm thinking not. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll keep you very interesting. Hey Sue, I'll keep you posted on yeah, that. Thanks. Maybe maybe Great. we should you and I should just plan our international <laughs> travel together. Hey, there will be the Abby and Fred show. <laughs> there you go. These allegations are deeply concerning. Does the president have any comment? We're not going to comment. It's not clear messaging. No, 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 no. And now, Sue's News. Brought to you by Sue. On this day in history, 57 years ago, that would be in 1966, the one true Batman, Adam West, first donned his tight gray leotards and Batman premiered. You know, we talk a lot about our favorite shows from that era. Fred, very fond of Gilgan's Island, as I am. But this, this was Batman this is was second huge. to me. This is it? Huge. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. How many yeah. books do you have on it? Maybe two. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Fred has five to six books on Gilligan's Island. And two would make this number two. That yeah. makes sense, Fred. Is it Adam West that you love? Do you yes, love Adam Robin, West. too? I don't right. know. There was just something about that show, especially yeah. when you're Burt you know, Ward. seven or eight years old. Yep. And how they would put up Bam. Julie, Julie Newmar as Catwoman. <laughs> Come Are you on. kidding me? Yeah, Burt Ward was the uh, Robin the Boy Wonder, the Cape Crusaders. Have you even seen any footage of that show, Abby? The original yeah. Batman? Okay. I think I've seen a couple episodes. Do they rerun it? They must rerun it somewhere. Fred, do you record it somewhere? Uh, no. They, yeah. No, I... No, I'm good. Kabam. Right. Pow. Pow. <laughs> That's what I remember. Zap. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. And I, I think I saw it in reruns. I don't know how long it ran. You'd I think had Batman so. trading cards. Really? From my youth. From you still 60s. have them, don't you? Yeah. I yeah. Do. yeah. Do. That's good. Fred, something <laughs> is going to strike it rich. Corvette. On all the- <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> something of all this stuff you saved is going to 
pan Something. out. I'm hoping. I know. You know, Fred Fred doesn't buy the, the $1.3 billion Mega Millions ticket because he's got something valuable, like you said. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get unveiled. I don't either, so I'm hoping I just have Fred... to find it before my wife throws it away. Yeah, well, well there, you there, go. there is that. And 26 years ago today, in 1994, I did not remember this story. A federal grand jury, no, a federal jury ruled that Michael Jackson did not steal the following song. Okay, I do remember something along these lines, but you're going to have to refresh my memory. Well, there was a lawsuit that Michael Jackson stole the songs Thriller, The Girl Is Mine, and We Are The World from his neighbors in Gary, Indiana. These people said, these guys said, you know what? We gave him a demo tape in the 70s, and we think that these three songs were songs were similar to what we had on there but so they played it for the jury and the jury said no but it went to he trial did not steal but yeah it did go to trial and he was acquitted of, well not acquitted they decided that he did not steal those songs on this day in history in 1994 and then Be interesting wouldn't it to hear what they sounded like the other yeah, ones it would have been you well and you know in in this day would there have been similar um wasn't there the suit over Stairway to Heaven and a couple other songs yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah. And by the way, just because we mentioned in the last hour on a Michael Jackson front, sort of, uh, Lisa Marie Presley uh, is in the hospital, had a heart attack today, was breathing, was revived by CPR, was breathing, but no other information at this time. I hope she's doing okay. Um, and also, Mindy Kaling's Velma series premieres on HBO Max today. Do you know anything about this, Mark? I do not, but seems like something Abby would know about. Yeah, I think I've heard about this a couple times. Scooby-Doo is missing because they wanted to separate it from the children's show and Warner Brothers Animation did not give their permission to use the character because it's got some adult scenes, you know, themes. Ah. But this is the backstory of of Velma from uh, Scooby-Doo. I'm kind of uh, intrigued by it. So there, there is another show that premieres this Sunday on HBO, and it's interesting because my son was telling me about it a couple of weeks ago, and I was a big Walking Dead fan for when it was good, and then it sucked for a long time, and the last season was terrible. But there's a show <laughs> called The Last of Us, which is based, and I've always had kind of a rule, anything based on a video game, mm-hmm. I try to avoid. But it's a TV adaptation of this PlayStation title, Naughty Dog's The Last of Us, that was out in 2013. And the reviews on this show what? are out of this world spectacular. And I've what? heard unbelievable things. It okay. stars uh, Pedro Pascal, who is from The Mandalorian. Um, and I've just, it's a zombie show that, that apparently is very unique. Terrible. Well, I'm, I'm going to have it. you watch well, it. Because you don't watch zombie That's shows. That's what I right? mean. <laughs> but you watch it, let me know. Well, this is the origin story about Velma and the events that led her to assemble Fred, Daphne, and Shaggy. And uh, the first two episodes premiered today. New episodes will come out on Thursdays until the finale on February 9th. Fred, Scooby-Doo, yes, no. Oh, big yes. I love me some Scooby-Doo. Oh, yeah, big fan. Uh, did, Fred, are you watching 1923, by the way? No, I'm okay. not. Uh, you say watched, it sounds great, though. We picked up great. on the second episode of that. That's the, uh, the second Yellowstone prequel, if you will, with Harrison Ford. Huh, that's kind of interesting. Uh, and today, uh, do you want? Um, she want me to wrap this yeah, up. We talk forever about, but, but okay, hold on. Uh, the makers of Madden Twenty Three, speaking of video games, will be removing one of its touchdown celebrations. Fred, you sent me this story too, <laughs> didn't you? Yeah. Uh, 
from the game in the wake of the DeMar Hamlin injury. Oh, my God. That's Here we go. Right. Are you kidding me? I the can't wait CPR to hear this. The CPR celebration had the player lie on the Stop ground as you... his teammates pretended to perform CPR on him. And it hits a little too close for to home after oh. Hamlin needed CPR. Okay. So they're taking it out. Ridiculous. A spokesperson for EA Sports says the celebration will be removed, quote, in the coming days as part of the game's next update. That's so dumb. It's just virtue signaling. Now, look. I can understand if the guy died, right? Right. He that would didn't be, die. No. He's out of the hospital. He's fine. We can move on. We can celebrate his life. We can say, look, that was close. We almost saw, saw a guy die live on television. We can but celebrate CPR. We can yeah, celebrate well, CPR. Thank you, you for But that is the, the decision. I mean, uh-huh. everything that comes across mm-hmm. my computer these days, and I had missed that one. That's a gem. Thank you, Fred, for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fred's on it. Uh, And finally, in Sue's news, we have today's random fact. I found this interesting. Franklin D. Roosevelt was the first president whose mother voted for him. He was the fourth president elected after women got the right to vote. Harding, Coolidge, and Hoover's mothers had all passed away before they ran. So it was FDR whose mom could vote for him. That's interesting. Isn't that nice? That seems like a random fact. Yeah, it does. That's why it was in that category. 423. Dave Strom from Hot Air, who had a great column. You know, I didn't invite Dave to come on here and talk about Prince Harry, but his Prince Harry column was epic, so we might start with that. It's coming up next on 97.1 FM Talk. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Roundtable tomorrow as we close the week out. 3 o'clock, Jane Duker will be here. State Senator Nick Shore, former State Senator Jeff Smith. Jeff's going to join us in just a little bit because we had um, members of the Board of Aldermen who were convicted in the bribery scandal reporting to federal prison. Louis Reed, the former Board of Aldermanic President, actually called me this morning. I was a little shocked by that before he went into the pokey, so we'll go over that. Uh, Dave Strom from Hot Air, associate editor of HotAir.com, is coming up in a minute. But he and, and I invited Dave. I told Fred to reach out because he's written about some things that were very interesting to me. But he wrote this column about Prince Harry today, and the headline was, I can't unhear this, so I share the pain with you. And this was very relatable, and I think it's probably good that Sue is out of the room right now. So Dave... Dave's on the line. I'm just going to ask him to be patient because I usually don't do this with a columnist, but it was so good. I have tried assiduously, I had to look that word up, to avoid all the Harry and Meghan 
and failed as miserably as every online person in the world. Americans love the royals, and I have to admit that I love the crown, and I have opinions about King Charles that are unflattering, so I can't get all high and mighty about my false indifference to British royalty. But Harry and Meghan, they actively disgust me because of their woke self-absorption, so I try to look away. That's exactly where I am. But you can't, right? You can't. And Dave admitted, no joy. I ran across this and made the mistake of listening to this clip from Harry's reading of his new book. I failed in a noble mission. Worse, I am sharing my pain at listening to this with you. I am evil. I admit it. And I apologize as well. My penis was oscillating between extremely sensitive and borderline traumatized. The last place I wanted to be was Frost Nippistan. I've been trying some home remedies, including one recommended by a friend. She'd urged me to apply Elizabeth Arden cream. My mum used that on her lips. You want me to put that on my todger? It works, Harry. Trust me. I found a tube, and the minute I opened it, the smell transported me through time. I felt as if my mother was right there in the room, and I took a smidge and applied it down there. I also had to look up the word todger. Dave Strom, how are you this afternoon? Oh, my goodness. Now, I'm going to have you put that into perspective. As Sue just walked back into the room, did you hear that, Sue? I was trying to protect you. Yes. What the? <laughs> why, what is happening? All right, Dave, it's on you. What is happening here? Dave, what is the matter with him? I don't, why would I want to hear that? Why would he record? And the fact that it's him reading. About which his he mother. Which he doesn't do well. And he's associating yes. this with his mother, right, I don't Dave? like any of it. No. It's just, I mean, it, it makes you wretch. I almost threw up in my mouth when I heard that. I mean, think about all the imagery. This is what my mother puts on her lips. I can't and... even. Ah. So can you can you at least put that into person? What what in the hell was he talking about? Well, I mean, he was he was in uh, Afghanistan, and I guess it was cold. And uh, first of all, I don't really want to know about his penis. True, good I mean, point. Really, <laughs> I don't either. Uh, but he's got to share it. Uh, uh, anyway, and so he's cold. He's looking for some way to relieve the, the 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 pain and pressure or whatever he's feeling. Although he says that it was extremely sensitive, and so he's got a sensitive member, Todger or whatever Todger. you want to call yes. it. And so he's going to use the same cream, the same lotion as his mother puts on her lips, and he. Puts it in yes. his nether region. Yes, yes. Uh, as he's imagining his mother in the same room. It was like this 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 guy absolutely positively needs to be in an institution for a while. Yeah, you said he needs therapy, right? And I, I think yeah. you're right about that. This whole thing, I've, I've tried to look away as well, but they say such goofy things. And I did. I sat and watched the stupid Anderson Cooper interview the other night, mainly because I wanted to make fun of it. I don't understand why he suddenly feels the need to talk about everything in his life as if we're all on the edge of our seat or need to hear that. I just don't get it. Well, I mean, what's really funny about it is he's been called out on some obvious inaccuracies. And his response is, well, this is just my truth. It's how I remember it. And there's no such thing as objective facts. So... Basically, what he's saying is, I'm making it all up. And then this is what he hands to us. This is his truth. His fantasizing about his mother while he's rubbing cream, you know, on himself. I mean, that's, I mean, who does that? You know, what's interesting is that I I do think Sue 
despite the fact that we are all kind of on the same page, and I think the audience, a lot of the audience as well, when my wife's cousin, I always like to speak about family members who live out of the area so they can't hear me. Much but, smarter. And God bless my <laughs> wife's cousin. who she She's a, a big lefty, and this is the person who said in my home, and I think she's kind of dialed down on this, but years ago when Alexa was born, so my daughter was born seven and a half years ago, almost eight years ago, and my wife's cousin comes, and we, we get along famously. We're, we're fine, right? I love her, but there's politics that, that enter, and there's woke things that happen. So she, I said to her, because her daughter was older, I said, hey, I have every, and I literally had every Disney movie that was ever made in my possession. This was before Disney+. Plus. And she said, famously at the time, I think Disney movies are an abomination. I'm like, oh okay. my God. So she comes into town a couple of weeks ago, and my wife and I both had to bite our tongues because one of the things that she said right out of the get-go was that she watched the Netflix special with um, and just loved it. So my point is a lot of people oh. just love them, right? They yeah. think they're the heroes coming out of the uh, royal family. <sighs> Well, did you see that he is now, after two years after bashing the royal family as a bunch of racists, now says, oh, no, I didn't say that. Yes, right. He's no, trying to deny Megan that. didn't Jeez. say that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it really is just sort of whatever, you know, whatever they're feeling at that particular moment, and they just spew it all out. It is the perfect liberal, you know, turn on a dime, facts don't matter. You know, yesterday gas stoves were the best thing on earth. Today they kill people. <laughs> uh, it, you know, I mean, it's just absurd. I mean, it's it really is like someone hands them a floppy disk or a USB drive. They turn it in their ear and they've got a new set of talking points. It's it's incredible. It's well, let's bizarre. kind of move on from the royal family and Harry and Meghan. And you, you've written about a few things that have, um, you know, certainly sparked my interest. But what's your take on everything that happened today? So now we have the trifecta of classified documents found <laughs> in possession of the president. Right. You can't make this stuff up. <laughs> it's, well, I mean, it's really hilarious. First of all, uh, you know, the left is just going absolutely nuts about this because they're trying to find a way where it's OK for George, uh, for uh, President Biden to do this, but not for President Trump. Uh, and, you know, Trump, it was locked in a basement protected by the, the uh, Secret Service. Turns out with Biden, it's in with his Corvette. And he actually, you know, his defense of this is, well, I locked my garage. It's like, what? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, and, and the thing is, is that there's going to be zero accountability for this. I mean, absolutely zero. Well, what about uh, what about the political? Because now with the special counsel being appointed, though, you do have now they're obligated to a certain extent the mainstream media to cover this, right? Yeah. Well, I, and I think they will, uh, uh, but to the minimum extent possible. I think, you know, they're, what they're going to do is a double reverse, uh, you know, triple twist gymnastic thing where, you know, they're just going to wind up dropping the, the, the Trump stuff and trying to make it all go away. I mean, if you remember, after uh, the Mueller report came out, Mueller said, well, there really wasn't anything there. Uh, the left just moved on to something else right away. Uh, and I think that's what they're going to try to do here is just find another outrage that they can blame on Republicans and uh, drop this like a hot potato until, 
you know, something comes out six years from now. I mean, think about how long a special counsel usually takes. Uh, you know, I, I most of the time it's about, you know, regardless of who it's about, it, uh, it comes down to finding a way to kick the can down the road and have no responsibility. I do have I do have some questions, though, about how this might affect looking in. Some people are trying to put this together a bit conspiratorially, like, um, oh, yeah. you know, there, there's this is the exit plan for the Democrats. Gavin Newsom is going to be the guy. And that might very well happen. Maybe this does come back to haunt him in a political way. But I think there's other things that really would keep people away from wanting Biden to run again. Dave, I don't want to let you go, though, before talking about a couple other things. And I have to make a confession. And Sue probably doesn't even know this about me. I am a speciest. Did you know that, Sue? Ah! No. What? Uh, what uh, how does it uh, express oh. itself? Dave Strong, would you like to explain speciesism uh, to the audience this afternoon? Yes. Well, this is going to be the next level on the diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, academics are trying to put it out there that uh, uh, really the concept of a species, and this came from a bunch of biologists who are now saying that species are an invented category uh, uh, where we use this to oppress other beings. Uh, And so uh, it's another version of critical theory where you just sort of come up with the ideas that language is really about oppressing people or things now, animals. It wouldn't be Uh, about classification or communication, of course. It has to be about oppression. Exactly. Uh, that is, uh, uh, trust me, that is exactly what they were saying. This was uh, an edited volume. So you had nine academics, biologists, who were all arguing that the concept species was invented. Uh, it goes back to uh, Christian white nationalism. I kid you not. Oh, my God. Oh, my uh, God. And, you know, they point to Genesis and, they, you know, and, and they've got every buzzword uh, uh, that you could possibly imagine. But, uh, you know, I don't know whether they're serious or whether this is just another way to try to get tenure. Yeah, well, I think it's in to get money for research uh, in things along those lines. But as you pointed out in the piece, as with colonialism and racism, human beings are taking liberties with the rest of the uh, biome based on our supposed greater moral worth. And I can just speak to the species issue on greater moral worth. Yes, I think I have greater, greater moral worth than an ant or a bumblebee or something along those lines. But this is, this. I love that the, uh, and I can't remember who it was, a few weeks ago or even a couple of months ago that said that academic academics or academia are really the biggest problem in this country. And I'm not yes. so sure that's not true, Dave. Yes. Oh, no, I think it is. I mean, really, if you look at academia, it just sort of whatever idiocy is going on there just filters into the culture. Uh, and it takes five to ten years, but it shows up. Uh, and I think this is one of the reasons why the Democrats are obsessed with sending kids to college, whether they need it or not. It's to indoctrinate them. Uh, and well, so- along those lines, something else. Uh, let's tie this in because this is another great piece you had on HotAir.com. You have med students at Harvard now that are learning how to care in their curriculum for LGBTQIA plus infants. Right, infants. Infants. What? It's oh, nuts. Yeah. Oh, there, there are uh, doctors out there who insist that uh, there are fetuses 
that know they're born in the wrong body or not born yet. They inhabit the wrong body. Uh, And so you could be transgender and get aborted. Yeah. (laughs) The the less (laughs) will. Yeah, I guess you could. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're a transgender fetus. You're still in the womb there. You know, so they will simultaneously want to protect you because you're transgender uh, and uh, make sure that your your mother could kill you. So this is the uh, the course history of caring for patients with diverse sexual orientations, gender identities, and sex development. Regularly available med school course promising to give students a chance to work with patients who identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, or asexual. But then it says clinical exposure and education will focus on serving gender and sexual minority people across the lifespan from infants to older adults. I, That's insanity. I, uh, well... It's academia. Dave Strom from HotAir.com. Outstanding work, and we uh, we come together on the Prince Harry and Meghan Markle topic, so I appreciate that. Thank you, Dave. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. All right, take care, man. All right, bye-bye. There's still time. The week is young. It's not even Friday yet. We have the Reardon Roundtable tomorrow afternoon. This guy, former State Senator Jeff Smith, is going to be with us as we um, get into our second roundtable of the year. Jeffrey, how are you this afternoon? What's up, Mark? How you doing, bud? I'm good. You know, I actually got a phone call this morning. I haven't told you this from Lewis Reed. I was sitting there. It was about 1030 in the morning. Noticed my phone ringing. I had reached out to him a couple of times. He's a former member of the Roundtable panel. He became a friend. I um, think what he did was something that certainly deserved punishment, and there are consequences, but he did reach out. I had I kind of tried to contact him, Jeff, back last year a little bit, and we never touched base, and I just figured he didn't want to talk, which is understandable. But it sounded to me like he was saying you know, sort of his temporary goodbyes as he went into the federal prison earlier today. He was in Arkansas when he called, and that's where he's headed, right? Yeah, yeah. So what what will these first— moments be like in the first couple of days as someone obviously who had an experience like this that went to federal prison because and you know lewis said he was doing okay i saw some pictures of him that kevin clean took he was very gaunt he obviously was taking uh, a a lot of stress but what what are these guys going to encounter here jeff yeah so it's confusing and it's scary right when you go in but one thing that's important uh as i advise people who are going through it is um as your grandma probably taught you, God gave you two ears, two eyes, and one mouth, and you should use them in proportion when you get to prison. What I mean by that is that, you know, you're going to have a million questions. Um, you know, where's the chow hall? Is the food going to get any better? Uh, you know, yeah. where, you know, am I going to get a celly? Can I move cells? You know, don't concern yourself with a million things. Just lay back and watch and listen and be careful and don't do anything stupid. Uh, the key is, as I was advised, is blend. You know, if you're a white-collar offender, you're going, there's no such thing as a white-collar prison anymore. There might have been something close to that in the 80s, but they don't exist anymore. And so you're going to be locked up probably with mostly drug dealers. Uh, 99% of the people that I was with were, were drug dealers. And you got to remind yourself, you know, maybe you were president of the Board of Aldermen in a past life, but in prison, you're no better than anybody else. So don't pretend you're something you're not. Uh, Don't pretend like you're still a big guy. And don't try to hold yourself out as better than anybody else because your crime wasn't as bad. Because everything is back to being level. You get a green or gray or orange jumpsuit just like everybody else.
Mm. You know, when when I spoke briefly with Lewis, he didn't necessarily try to defend himself. But one of the things he said was uh, he had learned a lot about, you know, the feds and in their method of prosecution. And to me, that's sort of I shifted the conversation at that point. I'm like, well, you know, that's neither here nor there at this point. You know, I'm just speaking to you as a friend and I wish you well. And I told him I communicate with him if he's allowed to do that. But I, I want to circle back to something you said, because I think that the perception on the part of most people is that it's like a white collar country club type prison, right, Jeff? That's the perception. I think that's definitely the perception of a lot of people uh, who who don't really know what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, I think that's what people thought that I was going to go to a place like that. And, uh, you know, there's one place that's outside New York City called Otisville, which has the highest proportion of white collar offenders, I think, of any place in the country. Around a third of people there are people who come off Wall Street and have financial crimes. Um, because that's kind of the, you know, leading area of white collar crime um, outside that facility. You know, there aren't many like that. And I don't think there's any others like that. So, you know, where I was, there was a high security facility and then a low security one next door. And almost everybody at our facility were people who had been in the high security, gotten a 15 or 20 year sentence. Then when they got inside 10 years, if they hadn't gotten in a lot of fights, then they were allowed to come down to our facility. So, uh, but it, it, it still has the culture of what you would think of as prison culture. And that means that you don't ask for trouble. You don't stare at people. Uh, you don't look inside anybody else's cell. There was one memory that stands out for me, which was, um, you know, this guy who was like looking at this really big guy on the yard, you know, who was, you know, he, he was putting up, you know, 450, 500 pounds on the bench press and the big guy looks at him and says, do I know you? And the guy looking at him shook his, shook his head and started to walk his walk, walk away. And the big guy whose name was Escalade said, then why you always got me on your television? Yeah, that's interesting. Right? Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah, stop watching me, basically, right? Jeff, I, it's Sue, but I, I have a question. I, I, I assume that these guys are just terrified, and, and I just... I wonder how long it takes before they can sleep or, uh, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's natural to fear things that you don't know. And and we've all seen snippets of, you know, lockup on MSNBC or just whatever, you know, prison shows are out there. And and the way that prison is, you know, uh, things about it are, are seen in pop culture. But I think the key thing to remember is if you don't do anything stupid, you'll probably be okay. So you don't walk into the TV room and change the channel when there's 20 people watching. Right. Not a good idea. You know, um, you don't, you know, reach across another prisoner's tray at mealtime and say, hey, you know, can I get some of your mashed potatoes? You don't sit at a table in the chow hall with people of another race. There's just like basic unwritten rules. So that's one of the unwritten rules. Oh, I didn't realize that. Wow. Okay. So that is still, I mean, yeah. that, that's something else that is a perception, that it's very segregated that way, and that's true. It, it, it is, but even amidst uh, what is a pretty dehumanizing experience, because you know, prison in a lot of other industrialized democracies doesn't operate the way that it does in the United States. A lot of other countries, you wear your street clothes, you bring them in with luggage that they search and make sure there's no contraband, you go by your name instead of going by a number, um, you, know, you, you work a job and they talk to you about they do job training in, in a lot of other countries. In the United States, that is pretty rare. You go in, you get a number, you wear a jumpsuit. A lot of prisons, there's, there 
isn't much training. It's going in a better direction in here in Missouri, but where I was locked up, there was no mechanisms to educate you really or teach you any of the skills that you'd need to be successful when you go home. And so it's important to remember when you're inside that there are still humans and there's humanity in everybody and everybody there made a mistake, but don't ask people what they did and don't try to say, well, I got railroaded because nobody wants to hear it. Yeah. Right. And so I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I'm just agreeing with you. And I wanted to mention that you wrote a book about all this. Mr. Smith Goes to Prison, What My Year Behind Bars Taught Me uh, About America's Prison Crisis. One other question just before I let you go. And we could talk more about this on the roundtable tomorrow. Will these um, former board of aldermen members all be in the same institution? I'm guessing not. But will they? I, sus- I, I don't know where John Collins Muhammad has been uh, ha- has been directed to. And I don't know where Jeffrey Boyd has Typically, when there are co-defendants in a single case, they'll split you up. They won't put you together. But, you know, I think wherever they go, you know, trying to blend in and and talk to other people, you can't be alone for three or four years. You need some kind of companionship. I mean, some people have to be alone when they're in solitary, but I encourage them to think about ways that they can help other people uh, while they're there because that will help get them through. Yeah. Former State Senator Jeff Smith, uh, thank you very much. We'll see you on the roundtable tomorrow. Thank you, Jeff. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.